Welcome to Scots Radio. I'm Frida Morrison and welcome to the programme that celebrates authenticity with the Scots language and culture and maybe a bit of mere. We're just nae feared and it wasn't us anyway. So let me introduce our soon sorter, the manny that is the technical wizard on this programme and our theatherings, Richie Werner. <laughs> wasn't <he> me? <laughs> <laughs> In this programme, Showcase Scotland, Margaret Bennett and the Bothies. A Doric Messiah, Richie. Oh, aye. And the Scots Gruffalo. The Gruffalo! And amongst 260 birds. <laughs> Fit me a could you want. Here's some music to get your feeties flapping right away. This is Imar. Far up for a Radio 2 Folk Award this year in the Horizon category. This is for their album, Afterlight. And this is Into the Light.
Future. Imhar, through their album Afterlight. And as I said, the band are listed for an award in the Horizon category of the Radio 2 Folk Awards, announced on the 4th of April. Well, we're just recovering through the Celtic Connections Festival and already into the showcase spectaculars gone on around the globe. Lisa Whittock is the mastermind and producer a hen showcase Scotland, and last year's hugely acclaimed success at the Lorient Festival in France, featuring hundreds of Scottish musicians. So, fits happening this year. Now, Lisa Whittock is near an easy in to catch up with, zooming about, as is her duty. But I did manage to capture a few minutes we are at the showcase trade fair in Glasgow Concert Hall during the, the recent Celtic Connections Festival, that of course celebrated its 25th anniversary this year. Lisa paints the picture about fits happening around the boot and in the future, first Showcase Scotland. Showcase Scotland is the largest international gathering um, of festivals, promoters, venues from 24 different countries. Um, come to Celtic Connections to look at the Scottish and this year Irish artists that are programmed over a five-day period with a view to taking them home and putting them on at their own festivals. And you started it? You invented it? No, I didn't invent it. Um, it was running, it's been running now for 19 years. Um, the first two years, the British Council, then Arts Council and Celtic Connections ran it themselves, but they quickly realised that it had an opportunity to grow um, and that it, it was going to be a lot of work. Um, so they asked us to come in 17 years ago and, um, and build it into what it is now. Um, and it's a fantastic event. We love it a lot. Right. Just to describe what's happening here today. So today we've got what we call the trade fair. Um, artists and agents and various organisations have got booths in what is in fact a hallway or a foyer in the concert hall that we turn into a trade fair. Um, all the delegates are here, they're networking, they're talking business deals, they're booking artists for their own festivals or venues, they're learning about new music, they're having fun, they're drinking tea, they're drinking coffee, but most importantly, business is being done. They're speaking, they're speaking. Right, this year, it's the, the guest country is Ireland. Yes. How's that going? Amazing. Uh, it felt really, really important to us that in the 25th anniversary of Celtic Connections, we had a country that that merited the connections, um, Celtic connections, and obviously our closest Celtic cousins are Ireland. Um, it would have been very difficult not to have Ireland on the 25th anniversary. It's the first time that they've been a partner um, during Showcase Scotland. So we've had 17, almost 17 different international partners, and on the 25th anniversary, it's the first time that we've focused on Ireland. I was, I was, I had a wee smile to myself when you were introducing or launching Showcase Scotland last night. Yeah. And you said you had 24 countries. You didn't get the 25 yeah. countries. <laughs> I know. I know. We were like, would it be nice to have 25? Well, but we'll 25. take 24. It's fine. <laughs> it's a big difference. Right. Last year, we were standing here speaking about you going to Lorient, taking yeah. a lot of bands to Lorient. Yeah. How did that go? It was amazing. We had 320 people with us including artists, um, members of the Scottish Government, Miss Hislop, our Cabinet Secretary for Culture was over, uh, France TV3 filmed two documentaries on Scottish music, which were broadcast to two and a half million people in France. Elephant Sessions charted in the French download charts on the back of Lorient. Wow. They, was, they got an agent, Tidelines did really well at Farah. Donald Shaw programmed an amazing concert where Scotland's Wild Heart was featured. 
it was absolutely out of this world. I think it was the biggest, and it's fair to say it's the biggest focus that L'Oreal have really kind of had on any country. And that's important because L'Oreal is in fact the largest mainland festival in Europe with 900,000 people. Yeah, 900,000 people, um, largest mainland festival in Europe. And it was amazing. We, we, we still talk about it. Everyone that was out there, all 320 of us that were out there, really had a sense of family, uh, community, working together, long hours, uh, but we had an amazing time. Um, there were 11 partners in the end that uh, came together to deliver the event. So we had the Scottish Government, Creative Scotland, Visit Scotland, Borden Gaelic, the British Council, Scottish Music Centre, Hep Kelp Festival, TMSA, Fish Ross, um, commercial sponsors, Loch Ness Water, Belhaven. There was a huge amount of um, partnership working um, that went into that event. And it was the first time that those partners have worked together in that way. And we loved it. It meant that there was a real can-do attitude um, by us all pooling resources and uh, delivering something for the benefit of everybody. It was absolutely brilliant. Right, next, you can tell Fitz going to come rumbling down the hill next. <laughs> Fitz the plans for this year. Well, in eight days' time, we head out to Kansas City with 32, not 320, but 32 musicians. Um, and we're doing a focus at Folk Alliance International, which is the largest folk music industry event in the world. Um, and we, they've got a big focus on Scotland. So we're going over there in eight days to organize that, um, hopefully have some results for the eight bands who are going out there. Um, so that's what's next. Then, do you know what? I'm having a holiday. <laughs> no, I was going to say, do you ever have a holiday? I'm having enough? a holiday after that. And then uh, we, we're delivering an event called The Visit um, in August when we do country uh, specific focuses and this time it's for Australia and New Zealand and we're bringing in 31 festivals from Australia and New Zealand who are going to come and see 21 bands um, perform in Perth and in Edinburgh. Bands That's in August. August. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's next. And then in between times there's a lot of trade events that we go to um, and then uh, we Lorient. start all over again. Lorion, yeah. I mean we're still working with Lorion on um, trying to deliver a focus, a smaller focus on Scotland. Scotland will have a pavilion at Lorient this year. It's not going to be the country of focus. Country of focus for Lorient this year is Wales, but the legacy is that Scotland will have a continued presence there, which is something that wasn't happening before this year. So, so remind yeah. us again, fans, fans L'Oreal. That's that, also in August. August as well. Yeah, yeah. August is a busy time. August is a really busy, busy time, yeah. Okay, <laughs> now we've come to the 25-year celebration. Yeah. You have got memories, 17 years of doing yeah. this. Yeah. Give us some of the memories. I've actually got 25 years of memories because in our other lives, we're also agents. Um, and uh, I was representing a band who played the very first concert ever at Celtic Connections. So we were involved in the very first, very, very first Can concert. Band, was it was Wolfstone. Wolfstone? Uh, yeah. yeah. And in fact, we're an interesting conversation with one of the delegates that's here, uh, Vitor from Galicia. Um, he also had a band on at that very first concert at Celtic Connections. So both him and I um, have 25 years of memories. And it's fantastic. Um, highlights? Oh, there are far too many. There are far too many. One of my highlights, as an agent, one of my highlights is going to be elephant sessions tonight in the old fruit market. Um, uh, you know, and Farah tomorrow night. The young bands that are coming through, the bands that 
20 that are younger than 25, the bands that were not born like when we were doing the very first festival. And I find that really inspiring and interesting that, you know, 25 years ago, we're now working with musicians who weren't born. And it remains for me to say, 25 years on, Lisa, congratulations and enjoy your holiday. (laughs) Thanks very much. Thank you. The amazing Lisa Whittock for Showcase Scotland. This is Elephant Sessions, we wet field day.
lovely. Elephant Sessions for their album, All We Have Is Now. And best wishes to the band. They're nominated in the Radio 2 Folk Awards in the Best Group section. And as I said, that's announced on the 4th of April. Richie, it's our bubbling. It's our bubbling. For the busy start of the year. It's not hanging about, eh? And it keeps bubbling. (laughs) Okay, we had the Bothy Ballad Champion of Champion competition up in the Toon Hall in Elgin recently. Wonderfully organised by the Elgin Rotary Club. Five Hunter folk packed into the hall. Great night, had by our. With the bairns for New Elgin Primary setting the high standard, along with guests for Shetland, Fiddler Maggie Adamson, with Brian Nicholson on guitar. Fit a duo they were, Rich, you would love them. And then we had the Balladeers, and congratulations to them all. Hector Riddle, defending champion, Joe Aiken, John Dixon, Jordy Murison was near wheel, so Ian Russell ably deputised, Shona Donaldson and Alan Taylor. So, in third place, the judges, Dr Margaret Bennett and Scott Gardner, put John Dixon. Second, Shona Donaldson. And in first place, Faye Kirimure, this is for the sixth time he's won it, Joe Aiken, with the song Bogey's Bonnie Bell. This is a wee snippet for the competition. Winner Joe Aiken, a wee a bit of Bogie's Bonnie Bell, you know, my all-time favourites, and we'll let you hear a hail song at the Ain't of This programme. Now, as you can imagine, the judges had enough a difficult job, as I can relate to from my stint last year. But there has to be a winner with the Bothies, as it's called. As I said, folklorist, writer and singer Dr Margaret Bennett was in of the judges at the Bothy Ballad competition in Elgin. And a few weeks before, I was sitting in Hydro in Glasgow, listening to the acclaimed performance of Bothy Culture and Beyond, with a grit orchestra led by Greg Lawson. An audience of around 10,000 folk celebrating the music of Martin Bennett, Margaret's son. So here we are, for a Bothy Culture to another, with some fascinating connections, as I heard from Margaret, in a magical wee blether after the ballad concert, sitting in the concert hall in Elgin. Speaking first about the ballad competition we just heard. Well, what a high standard. I mean, six singers who were all so competent. And that, that of course, made an extremely challenging time for two adjudicators. I almost dislike the word judges. And, I and do although, not envy you at all, no, I tell you. And although Scott is a bothy singer, bothy ballad singer, and in a way, it was possibly quite good to have somebody who doesn't enter Bothy Ballad competitions. But there again, it's something I've loved virtually all my life. I mean, I'd say over 60 years because I first heard them. And, and coming from a rather, well, although I grew up in the outer and sky and the outer house too, my father is Scots, my mother Gaelic. And so there was always that side of the family, the wee songs, songs, songs in the house. But tonight, what wow. Were you, what were you looking for? Well... I think a song has to reach it. You have to feel that the singer is right inside the song and there's got to be a sort of conviction about it. Now, they all actually attain to that, actually. And yet, when Joe sang Bogie's Bonnie Bell, a bit of me said, now, Joe, I've heard you sing that hundreds of times. What can you do with it tonight that convince? But he did. He really he carried... T- he touched the hair, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. 
because each time he sings it, he it's a it's a fresh telling of the same story. He doesn't miss anything. It's the timing of it. It's each verse has its own unfolding of what happened, and you know he's he he feels the all the feelings that you can you know you can imagine this lad when he uh, even broke my fee and he didn't collect his wages etc but then the last line it was you know he, he reminds himself yeah but it was me who first had bail um, and he reaches his audience it touched he could That's have right. heard everything oh yeah he sang it twice Yes, he'd, uh, and the second time was even better, I thought. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Well, in yeah. my humble opinion, it yes, was, yes. he could have heard a yeah. train drop. Yes, yes. He yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, I stood in the hydro in Glasgow, listening to a different type of music in Bothy culture, Bothy culture and beyond. I stood with over 10,000 folk. Oh, 10, a lot of people there. You know, celebrating the biggest production we've ever seen of Scots and Gaelic combined. Uh, with Greg Lawson's uh, orchestral version of your son's Martin Bennett's Mothy Culture. Now, the Scots Gallic combination mm -hmm. is very important to you as well, isn't it? Well, yes, it is, because I feel that there's a sort of been, all of the 20th century possibly, a sort of an unnatural gulf between the two yep. and a sort of separation. That wasn't always the way. If you go back to Burns' time, Burns, I mean, when he travelled the Highlands, he, he was listening to Gaelic tunes, etc. And, and, you know, his, he belonged to the Crochalan Fencibles in Edinburgh and he sang Crochalan, which is it's just a Gaelic song, which was the favourite song of the landlord. You couldn't join the club unless you sang the song. And he didn't, there was none of this sort of, re, almost a, oh, that's them and this is us. And within my lifetime, there were very few Scots singers singing Gaelic or Gaelic singers singing Scots. But I think we, we, it's time to sort of, you know, smooth those edges. And um, I suppose one of the things I, I'm not going to say I consciously tried to do it when Martin was young, but I, I always wanted to avoid barriers, barriers of, 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 of religion even, or barriers of, of these social barriers. And, and I, it was a great delight to me when he was really very, very young to see that he was as much at home in the, well, in a tinker's tent as, you know, as, as a, or a caravan as anywhere. And, and he just loved those, the music. He, the Kalantarach, um, which was, it was interesting to hear it, sort of, because he did a kind of a, and he did all the singing of that himself. But it's interesting what happens if you try to score that. He he, he probably wouldn't have. When Martin was growing up, was he aware of the Bothy Balance as well? Oh, good grief, yes. He, he, I was just talking today to um, Alison McKinnon and, mm -hmm. and uh, about the first TMSA festival. I took him. He was about five, because we lived in Canada until he was five. Mm -hmm. And I remember... He just couldn't get enough of it, he, and and he had a an almost bardic memory. He didn't remember the words. He, I do also remember specific times when he would come and it, he would say, "Have you heard this? Have you heard that?" He was he was just unstoppable. He played records. Oh, he played records when he was two or three years of age, and he would go around and sing. I remember him singing the two magicians when he was only three. <laughs> And, and it's a, it had a steel I span record, and then I, I had lot, I had I had collections from the School of Scottish Studies. I had that first recording they put out, which my mother bought in 1958 when I was 12 or something like that, or 11 was I, and 
of course, I still had that record, and he would play that. And I remember the first time you heard Jane Turriff. Yep. She wasn't a body ballad singer. She had a, she sang everything, including Jimmy Aberdeen Rogers. Shirt. Yes. Aberdeen shirt. But he had gone to the cycle club in Ochtermachti, and I, being tagging along, taking my time over lunch, hadn't quite arrived at. And he came rushing along the street. He said, "Come and hear this woman. You've got to hear this. You've got to hear this." I said, "I'm just finishing with you. Never mind your tea. Come and hear her." Nothing for it. I had to leave and go along to the cycle club. And he was just entranced with Jean Turriff. And he knew these singers that he eventually was to, mm. you know, like Sheila. Well, as Sheila said, she knew Martin before Sheila he was born. Stewart, yes, uh-huh. yes. And and to watch him and Elizabeth Stewart too, he would spend lots of time with her. Oh, there was, you know. So the Scots Gaelic combination. Yeah. I've heard you speak uh, on numerous occasions, Margaret, and you always say, and our languages, yes. Gaelic and Scots. Yes, I do. And I, I always felt like I should stand up and applause every well, time you say that. Oh, gosh, you gosh, never I, stop saying I, that. I maybe, I maybe don't even, you know. You don't even care you're saying it now. No, that's true. The connections are there, Margaret. And I think it's been a long time to get maybe come a, a short distance, but we're back again to working together so. somehow. I hope so, yes, because it's, I mean, what? Scotland has a culture to be envied. You don't have to go between languages. You go to 10 miles and it's different. You go two miles and it's different. But fit a future now, if we've got to the stage for Scots and Gaelic are working together. I hope so. I hope so indeed. As long as our folk who hold the purse strings will not clamp down. I don't mean we need a whole lot of money for what we do, because in the folk scene... That's not why we do it. We do it because we're committed to the languages, to the music, to mm. to Scotland. And tonight, the Bothy Ballads, well, you know, where else could you have something like this? The whole place packed. It's wonderful. Just wonderful. Dr Margaret Bennett. And fit an enjoyable time we head back at the hotel, surrounded by singers. And of course, we heard a song for Margaret herself, as was appropriate in Gaelic. Sitting fine among the Scots. This is Iona Fifey Huntley. We are tracked for her new album, Away From My Window. This is a Wheel Ken Bothy Ballad, Gina Contemporary Treatment. This is The Guy's A Tooch. I get up to a third for to get a fee. I fell in with Jimmy Brun, me him I did agree. Come a high, come a do, a high, come day. Jimmy Brun in the year of 91 To gang him and cause second paid And be his or a man Come a high, come a do A high, come day I come a diddle, come a dandy Then I get him to gaze at took Twas on an evening clear And in a boot the or a house The gaffer did appear Come a high, come a do And that's the mistress there You'll get plenty cheese and plenty bread And plenty mare to spare Come a high, come a do A high, come day High, come a diddle, come a dandy oh. Well I sat and ate the cheese and bread Till they did do me stare And then I thought that it was time to gang and see my play Come a high, come a do A high, come day High, come a diddle, come a dandy oh. My pity for to view Oh, fix they were a dandy pair A chestnut and a blue Come a high, 
For her new album, Away From My Window. New, on the 10th of March, the 10th of March, the celebrated and internationally acclaimed composer and conductor, Paul Miller, will conduct a Doric version of The Messiah. 
Professor Mila Fars, the Professor of Music Composition at the University of Aberdeen, is noted for his numerous successes with his music and songs that included the hit single with the Military Wives Choir and the past royal wedding music. The event is hosted by the Elphinstone Institute, director Dr Tom McKean, and the music department based Aberdeen University. The words were translated by retired solicitor Gordon Hay the long side. Richie, we've afted Gordon on this programme. Oh, Remember, he translated the New Testament oh, into Doric. Wonderful speaker. And he does the, the readings for our Christmas programmes as well. Oh, and Gordon's a noted choir master as well. I didn't get that. Aye. So before we hear Mayor about the day and the plans, Gordon taught me about the challenge of translating the Messiah into Doric. Foo and far did he start? Well, I first heard the Messiah when I was a teenager, so I came at rail wheel, and I found it half easy to translate into Doric. You sat doing me, and you started at the beginning. I started at the beginning. Right, give some examples of what you did. Well, it, it starts with a tenor singing, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. So I looked at that and I thought, well, maybe nae a Doric word for comfort, but very good hurting. So I've got hurting ye, hurting ye, my ain folk, says your God. Hurting ye. That's sounding good, Gordon. <laughs> so then you've got the words, got the but words. have you got the rhythm? No. I then had to sit down with the music and going through Elka note and make sure that my words fitted Handel's rhythm. So I had to tweak in our twa wordies just to fit in with it Handel had Dean. But then, of course, Handel was German, ah. and his English was not that good. So sometimes his rhythms are near the best. Even in the English translation, he's got some of his, his stresses in the wrong place. So I felt I was in good company. <laughs> So did you hit to sort that out as well? I hadn't, oh, I couldn't sort him out. No. Oh, no, that's, oh. that's the Bible of music. Right, so now we're doing some mere examples. Give some mere. Well, the tenor gings on again and he sings about every valley shall be exalted. So I've suggested Elka Lech How will be raised up and the Helens and the Hells dung down a roch lan livelt and a steeny gran cleared. Without the music, that sounds musical. But Doric's musical. It's a musical language. So after you got that far... In fact, for how, how long did that start you? It took me just a couple of nights to, to do the translation and then maybe another day or so to get through it and make sure that it all fitted the notes. It didn't take long. See, I was surprised it didn't take long. When somebody said, oh, they're going to do a Doric... And Messiah thought, no, you just can't do that. Time will tell. But when you're reading it just like that, it sounds logical. It is. It's been translated, Messiah's been translated into, into German, into Dutch, to Japanese. There's a Korean example of the Messiah online. And the Hallelujah Chorus has been translated into just about every language you can think of. Right, we've got to the Hallelujah Chorus now. What have you done with Well, hallelujah is an international word. And it wouldn't be the hallelujah chorus if you didn't hear hallelujah in it. But it wouldn't be Doric if it was just hallelujah. So come to the concert and you'll see what I've done. Gordon, give a hint. No. <laughs> 
Right, we'll see you at the concert. I've Tina Dorak word and I've interspersed it with hallelujah so that it's not a hallelujah, it's a Dorak word and hallelujah time about. Right. Ponder on that if you may. Ponder on that. Gordon, best wishes on your wife. That's a good idea, eh? It is, it is, it is. I thought at first, oh, that's a sacrilege. You cannot tamper with Charles Jennings' great English words. But then when I saw so many other languages that had been translated into, I thought, well, fit why nay, Doric? Fit why Fit why nay. Fit why nay. Gordon Hafer translated the words of the Messiah into Doric in preparation for the 10th of March. So, to tell us more about what's happening on the 10th of March, I spoke to the man for his job it is to put it all together, composer, conductor, Professor Paul Miller. Yeah, 10th of March we've got a, a come and sing day in which we are going to take the Messiah um, by Handel and with new words done by Gordon Hay, we're going to sing it in Doric. First time that's ever been done. So anyone can come along and sing. You turn up at 11 o'clock at the McRobert Building, King Street. We get together, we learn the music, we learn the words, and we try and make some sense out of it. Right. Obvious question, Paul. Do you speak Doric? No, I don't speak Doric. I, uh, I've, I've learned, I've been here 15 years, and I picked right. it up. Um, I'm, I'm Welsh, so I mean, I speak Welsh, and there's no connection between those two. Um, but it does make me open. I speak a number of languages, you're open. Because I think more, Doric more of a language than a dialect, to be honest. Um, and so uh, it's been really fun working with Gordon and Tom from the Alfinson Institute on this project. So I hope that people actually, it's a serious project, but I hope they also get some fun. So if I ask you questions in Doric, you don't <laughs> Here's the first thing. Far's idea was this. Uh, whose idea was it? There yeah. you go. Okay. Well, I think it was uh, Tom, myself and Gordon just, just were chatting and, and, it, and, it, and it came about. Um, uh, I don't think it was anybody particular's idea. We thought the idea would be to actually do the whole thing, the whole of the Messiah. Mm. But we're not doing that this. We're just picking Bits. six songs um, and then uh, to learn uh, six parts of it. Um, but eventually the idea is to do the whole thing um, and to do a world first because it's been set in German, it's been set in English, of course, it's been set in French. Why not one in Doric? Why not? That's what Gordon was saying. It's yeah. been set in, in many languages. Right, can you... Foresee any difficulties? A folk are say, oh, but I didn't speak Doric. No, because there'll be some people that will come because they speak Doric but don't necessarily sing much. And there'll be some people that come that sing but don't speak Doric. And so all <laughs> of us are going to be in it together um, because I'll do the music side. Gordon's in charge of the words. Um, and so hopefully, we, uh, <laughs> many of my fingers and toes are crossed here, hopefully we'll produce something that will be, you know, of real value. Right. Performance, far is that going to be? Yeah, the performance will take place at six o'clock at St. Macca's Cathedral on the 10th and it's free to come, uh, it's just completely free, and uh, it's just, uh, what we want is, is, is a real sense of community um, involvement. Um, the whole community, we hope, will come out and, and support this. Okay. Have you seen uh, Gordon's translation? I have. I have. I'm learning it now, because <laughs> I've, I've got to conduct this. Uh, so I've got it. I mean, he was brilliant at doing it, and the way he's done it, he's not only just translated it, he's also placed the words underneath the music. That's right. He's got um, the rhythm. He he's got the rhythm and everything. Like so that'll be really... He's made it as easy as possible for us and to learn it. It sounds bonny. Oh, I mean, yeah. his words are sounding beautiful. Oh, they're fantastic. And there's some there's some wonderful bits, and there's some really uh, magical bits that, that um, you know, I know a little bit of Doric, but I would never have thought that for no. that. And it, it's actually quite very beautiful. So I think people are going to be uh, surprised at some bits of it. that Because um, he was reading at some of the bits. In fact, he was singing some of the bits I, earlier yeah. on. Well, he's a singer himself. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, it sounded musical. It's the very, words sounded musical. Very musical. Well, that's the great thing, because, you know, uh, he is he is a singer himself. Mm -hmm. um, and so he knows what matters in a, in a musical line. So not any word can can, can fit in in Doric. You know, there might be two or three mm -hmm. variations that you could use. He's gone for the one that's the most musical. And I think that's that's fantastic. Right, I was trying to draw him, 
draw him, I'll say, on the Hallelujah Chorus. Oh, yes. He would not tell us no, what the word is. I'm not doing it either. because I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it either because I think that's going to be the, 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 the one that everyone will want to know about. Um, and you're going to have to come along. What, what is the word? I'm not going to say. I'm just going to say. It's a close thing I'm going to say. Did you, you and I get together and say, we won't tell them. Did, no, we didn't. It's just come out like that because it's, it's the first question everybody asks. Really? So we, let's have a little bit of intrigue. Yeah. Right. You get a boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you, the most important thing to be involved with in anything in life is new things. Um, and so, you know, I've been living here now for just over 15 years, and I've, I've come to know the, a lot of the people, I've come to know the, the, the languages, I call it. Um, and I think it's about time I did something in Doric, you know. Um, You're Welsh. I am, yeah. How proud are you or your Welsh language? Very, very proud. I mean, one of the things that I, I think has is, is, is been brilliant in Wales is that people have kept it alive, you know. It's still spoken as it was always been spoken. Um, it's taught in schools now. Now, it's compulsory to have uh, some proficiency in Welsh applying for jobs now. Um, and I think that's that they've done a really good job of, of keeping it alive. And there's a whole host of younger generation people now who are engaging with the language and proud of it. Um, so uh, we hope the same for Doric, because it's uh, an important part of who the people of this area are. Paul Miller speaking about plans for the Doric Messiah on the 10th of March at Aberdeen University. New registration for the song worship is at 11am, rehearsal until 1pm at the McRobert Lecture Theatre, McRobert Building in King Street in Aberdeen. And the Doric Messiah, 6.30, St. Maher Cathedral, Aberdeen. I would think that would be a very special occasion, Richie, charged with the entire <laughs> gamut of human emotion. For a heap of different reasons. Do you ken the Messiah? I do kind of say, I actually sang as a wee treble in my school choir. I did a wee bit of something, I did it in an altar. Domini Deus, Agnus Dei. We can the bit can. Aye, I had a higher voice than you at the time. Did you? That was a wee treble. Fit wine, as they say. Right, a fitting, a fitting bit of music after that. This is a track for Alistair Fraser and Adley Hass's new CD, it's called Highlander's Farewell, and this is. Cragmont. Thank you. 
Oh, that is Bonnie. Bonnie, Richie, yeah? Oh, jeez. That is Bonnie. And uh, I did a, a lovely wee blather with, with Alistair when we were at the Celtic Connections Festival. Did you get a tape with him? I, I did a, a wee blather with him oh, on, right. on tape, so we'll, we'll let you hear uh, that in later episodes. Right, now, I had an amazing encounter the other day. I joined over 200 alpha-excited primary school bairns in the Belmont Cinema in Aberdeen to enjoy the screening of The Gruffalo and The Gruffalo's Child, written by Julia Donaldson. The films were in English, but the films were followed by a reading of each story in Doric, North East Scots, read by North East writer Shane Strachan, translated by Sheena Blackhall. The event was brought to us by Interfilm, an education charity that puts film at the heart of their work with young folk aged 5 to 19 across the UK, Education Scotland and the Centre for Moving Image. In charge of events were Kirsty Gallagher for Interfilm and Shetlander Bruce Ewenson for Scots Language Coordinator with Education Scotland. So, let's get into the throng. I spoke first to Bruce just as the door opened. And in came hunters who excited bairns. <laughs> this, is, this is maybe the only time we'll be able to speak together, but just explain what's going to happen this morning here. Yeah, well, here we are at the Belmont, and we're just getting uh, 260 odd <laughs> bairns in to the cinema. They're all very excited. Um, we're going to show them the film The Gruffalo. Then Shane Strachan is going to read them The Gruffalo in Doric. Then we'll show them The Gruffalo's Child. And Shane will read them the, the Gruffalo's Bairn in Doric. And at the end, we'll hear a review writing activity where they review the film and write their reviews in Doric. So you're going to be collecting the reviews and seeing who you did? Yep, yep. It's all happening here today in the next couple of hours. Have you tried this before? We've done this many time. We were doing this in Dundee just yesterday and Perth the day before. Uh, that was with Hamish MacDonald. We've been up to Shetland with this. We go to Orkney next week. It's a, a tour across Scotland that we're doing. We've been to Dumfries, we Rab Wilson, Edinburgh, we Alan Bissett. Wow. Yeah, there's plenty going on here. So, what's the reaction you've been getting? Oh, it's fantastic, as you can hear. They're all really excited to, to be out of the school and into the cinema for a, a fun event with lots of Scots language learning woven into it. And are you getting any feedback like, for why we're bothering with this? No fear the fuck that's coming. <laughs> Anybody that's here is, is having a great time and all the teachers are saying how much they enjoyed it. I mind uh, in Perth then uh, they were a teacher who just fell in love with the Sunda Hamish's voice. So Hamish MacDonald made a good fan there. And we, Scott, Scott Screever. Yeah, Scott Screever. Uh, he's such a good reader, Hamish. And she uh, said she tried to read the books in class, but uh, uh, Hamish was just that bit better and uh, I had the storytelling voice and hearing him telling the story in, in, in Broad Scots uh, was just something the Bairns just loved. Right, well, yeah, we're going to change if he survives the next, the next lap. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to the films. Oh, it's going to be good, Frida. Right. <laughs> Speak to you later, Bruce. <laughs> she, she, I've been trying to catch up with you for a while. Uh, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> no, I'm going to get entangled up with my wires Aye. here. Okay, I've just been speaking to Bruce and Kirsty about what's going to happen. Uh -huh. So you roll, you're going to speak, you're going to really just tell the story in Doric. I am going to do both versions, the Doric Grifflow and the Grifflow's Bairns, so I'll be reading them out after each film. Alright, so have you done this before? I've done the Doric Gruffalo of foreign schools. Right. Um, I've made it in the Bairn, so I'll see how that goes so a bit later on. You've got 200 Bairns here this morning, I can, it's mental. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting this much. 
<laughs> I've now done it in front of us much parents before, but I'm usually doing groups of 20, okay. teaching them the words and then getting them to do a bit of it back to mind. And then you get the good feedback? Aye, aye. Well, yeah. some, aye, we'll teach other. I wouldn't have you coerced to them, but. <laughs> Uh, right. but, aye, they're really excited today. I'll see if it did the mark up later on. Aye. Shane, a pleasure meeting you. Aye, you as well. You'll be half a busy as well, writing. Aye, I'm a writer in my, in my own stuff as well on top of and things so like that. So figure you out in a moment. Um, I, I'm working on a novel just new about Bill Gibb, the fashion designer that came for the broch aye. and went to London. But my, most of my work's about the fishing communities. Aye. Peter Heed, Face of the Farm Face. So aye. a lot of short stories about that. I've been trying to catch up with you for a while. Didn't I think it was among Toa and her bears? Aye, again. <laughs> right, I'll speak to you later. Aye, nice. A moose took a dander being the wid. I thought saw the moose and the moose looked good. Far you gone to wee brown moose, come out with me in my undergrown house. It's kind of you Todd to say hello, but I'm gone to eat with a gruffalo. A gruffalo? If it's a gruffalo then. A gruffalo? Foodie and Aiken. He has fiery tusks and fiery claws and fiery teeth and his fiery jaws. Far will you trust with him? Here by the Onsteins. And his favourite mate is roast Todd beans. Roast Todd's beans, I'm off, Todd said. Cheery bye, wee moose, and away he get. What's your name? Caleb. Caleb? What was your favourite Scottish name? I animal? like the Todd because it, I like the fox the best. Aye, the Todd? Yeah. Aye. What did you like about the Todd? Uh, it was really funny. And the Gruffalo and the Gruffalo child and the Gruffalo child snow fell on him. Yeah. The Gruffalo child was very brave, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Uh, what's the, the, the next best Scottish word you picked up? Uh, moose. Ah, the moose was good. Yeah. Did you find the, the, the moose scary though? Uh, a wee bit. Aye. Was there anything you would change in the film? Uh, not really, no. no. Okay. Right, I'm going to go off the crystal. Crystal, what was your favourite Scots words in the film? It would be the hoolet. The hoolet? Aye, the hoolet was scary though as well, wasn't it? Bruce? Well, Crystal, uh, the hoolet, you were asked to do a sound effect for when the hoolet came up in the story. What was the sound effect? <laughs> That's a good way to remember hoolet, isn't it? Aye. <laughs> right, are you going to start writing your own stories? Uh, maybe because it is quite funny, the, f uh, the film and the story. Aye. And because the film is a wee bit different to the story, so it might be a wee bit different. That's right enough, I never thought about that, Taylor. That was good, eh? Mm. Yeah. Like, it's been really fun meeting you. Yeah. And you've got to write your review, so what yeah. are you going to say about the film? Uh, it was really very funny because uh, I liked the Todd and the Moose because, they were, because I liked the Scots word of them. Aye. The good Scots words, aren't they? Yeah. Did you get what scalp it means? He scalped into the tree, you remember? He walloped. Isn't it walloped into the tree? <laughs> you ever been scalped? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been scalped a few times, eh, Bruce? Ah, I can, I'm <laughs> right. sure you have. Folks, I'll leave you to go back to your reviews, and thanks for joining us just now. Right? Thanks, okay. Bye, then. Okay, Bruce, how do you think this is going? Oh, this is getting happy fine today. It's been a right good fun. We read uh, hundreds of bairns here for schools around Aberdeen and they're all been to watch films, hear stories in Doric. 
And it's doing well. You can tell they're all excited again. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a long morning for them because there's some of the guy wee ones, but they've thoroughly enjoyed it, obviously. They have, yeah, and I'll be uh, heading back to the office to read other reviews that they've written in Doric about the films that they've seen today. Could you send us some in? I'll send you some in, Frida, never you worry. See you, Bruce. <laughs> Scots language coordinator Bruce Ewanson and thank you to Kirsty Gallagher for the interfilm and Shane Strachan for doing the readings. Sit down morning, that was Richie. Those bernies! Oh, the oh, bernies. Now, you heard uh, Shane reading Sheena Blackhall's translation, but mine, uh, James Robertson, did a, a translation of The Gruffalo and The Gruffalo's Wayne, and that was published by Itchy Koo, so that's widely available. And that just about tucks us into the, the end of this episode, Richie. Is that it? It's been a busy walk and a boot so. face side to side all over the country. But there's just a lot going on and we're half pleased that it is. So, as promised, we'll finish with the winner of the Bothy Ballad Champion of Champions 2018. This is Joe Aiken. Mime Joe was singing a wee snippet of Bogey's Bonnie Bell. Oh, aye. Aye. So this is Joe singing the Hail, the Hail song. Absolute aye. classic. So... For myself, Frida Morrison, and for Richie, huh? as we have to say as new, by the, the new. There was a tide at Huntley Town, t'was there I did agree. We all boggy side the farmer, a six months for to be. All boggy was a sully cow. And this I knew full well, but he had a lovely daughter, and her name was Isabel. <coughs> New Bell, she was the bonniest lass in all the countryside, and very soon I lost my heart. To the bell, old bogey's side. And oftentimes in a summer's night, I'd wonder with my dear to watch the trutties loopin by bogey's water clear. Though we like him, I was made much for Boogie's bonnie bell. Whenever she turned her in on me, she fairly cast a spell. I tried in vain to keep a war when it come to even tide. But in a dream I'd wander till we met on Twas just afore the term time, all boogie sent for me, and says we face as black as night, it's you I want to see. If what my daughter says is true, we can no longer agree, and it's down the road you'll gang with it, a penny. Says I am on your fairly right, I hung my head in shame, but I will marry Bell the 
Boogie's Bonnie Bell. 